Hello and welcome to TCA Crossroads, episode five. All right, I'm excited to be here today. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. David Friedman. David, how are you today, sir? Uh, never, never had it so good. I mean, I'm so excited. Every time I hear the music and see TCA Crossroads, I just get very jazzed. I just want to get up and dance. But uh, what have you been up to these days? Yeah, I, I will say that that little tune, I can't remember where I found it. It's It's got a beat. It's got something to it. And uh, and there's actually more to it. So maybe on one of these episodes, we, we might even play the full track. So people, can, I'm looking so forward to see you dancing to it. <laughs> All right, let's let's see when that'll happen. Um, hey, I, heard, I heard you were in Disneyland this week. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Well, so the kids are out of school, and uh, you know what do you do? You take the kids to Disneyland, and it, let me just say, it is so expensive these days. You do not get away. Uh, for under probably $500 easy, maybe even up to a thousand bucks for a family of four. It is out of control. And and I think it's dipping into my angel investing funds. So I got to oh, figure just, something out just, there. Is this affecting the valuations that we need to see? <laughs> yeah, more, we're, we're better to recuperate. Yeah. 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 We got to get better deals coming in so we can pay for uh, Disney tickets. But so speaking of capital, speaking of funding, today we have an awesome guest. We have Mr. Mike Hill from Octane Capital. Mike, how are you, sir? Good to see you. Nice to see you guys, Carson. How are you, David? Good to see hey, you. To see Thank you. you guys for having us. Yeah, yeah. And and David, you and Mike, you guys kind of go back for, for a while, right? You guys even work together? What's, what's the story um, there? Yeah, yeah. Mike and I have worked together before, and, and I work with Mike sometimes on his, uh, not only is he managing director of Octane Capital, but he also has his startup. So he has a very unique perspective on, you know, what it takes to grow a company. He's done a couple of startups in the past. And um, I think he'll bring a lot of good perspective. It's like I'm talking about you. I see you online. I'm talking yeah, about right you. Here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third person experience here. But, um, you know, it takes a community to really build, you know, uh, you know, this uh, ecosystem. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself and how Octane kind of fits into the overall ecosystem and then we'll go from there yeah no, i appreciate it um you know and speaking about entrepreneurship it's it's a sickness you know so once you're in once you go through it you never go back you know a, a funny story i i sold my last company a dental business i had for 24 years i sold it to private equity in 2020 and then you kind of look around after being an entrepreneur and you realize I'm unemployable. You know, what are you going to do? So you look for that opportunity. What is your next, you know, opportunity? And um, so, yeah, when, once once you're an entrepreneur, once you're part of that, you're in completely. Um, so anyway, I found my way over to Octane. Octane is a really awesome organization. We we are a we have two divisions, but but we're a nonprofit predominantly, a nonprofit that is here to support the startup ecosystem. And uh, and the way that we do that is we facilitate very robust introductions between strategics and investors and advanced startups. And we can take a deeper dive into that if you want, but that's the essence of what we do. Yeah, well, first, I think for many people, I think they'd like to know the, uh, yeah, hang on a second. I'd like to think we, we want to know what Octane actually stands for. I don't actually know what Octane stands for. I think originally they were thinking OC, um, you know, it was like an OC network, but it's really much larger than that now. About 80% of the companies 
that we work for and 80 percent of our partners are based in orange county but we have expanded it's much more of a regional play now uh the southern california area yeah. and um and, well, and that we, was going to be my question yeah. my question was going to be you, you said the word here where is here obviously oc octane are you limited geographically or can you support entrepreneurs you know in la in santa barbara like san diego Tell us a little bit about just your geographical reach. Yeah, yeah, a great question. Um, yes, we are here. We're actually in Newport Beach, right by the airport. And yes, we support companies outside of this area as well. So roughly 20% of the companies that we work with come not, not only outside of this immediate area, but they're outside of California. So anywhere in the U.S. And then we do have a, a number of international uh, you know, connections. Uh, Canada sends us a lot of companies, particularly in the aesthetic space. Israel's got some amazing technology and they, they're trying to get access to these markets and they don't know how to do that. So we, we end up being a, a nice facilitator for that opportunity. So we might but, need but to rebrand, that. get rid of the OC and just be Tane. You might just go with Tane <laughs> soon enough. Okay. Yeah. But, but Octane has several different groups. There's Octane, there's Launchpad, there's Octane Capital Markets. So give us an understanding of the different groups. You also have an investment yeah. arm, I think, to do some work in ophthalmology. Um, yeah. but give us a perspective on those pieces. And then I want to drill down on the capital markets and see what they do relative to what the rest of the ecosystem does. Sure. Let me, let me take it from the perspective of an entrepreneur. So the journey that we offer to an entrepreneur is if they are a startup. And, and a startup is basically for us, it's a company that's raised a little bit of money, friends and family, and they, you know, they're, they're not just uh, an, an idea, but they actually are starting to build a business. So we start with Launchpad, which is a nonprofit, and we can take a deeper dive into that. But all of the resources that we provide there are no charge to the entrepreneur. And our primary lift is to help them build their, their, their uh, you know, investor story, if you will, and get them investor ready. And through that process, we identify a lot of vulnerabilities what are you missing on your go-to-market strategy? What are you missing on your team? Do you really know your domain? What does your financial model look like? So we help them get ready to go out and raise capital. So that's step one. We can, we can chat about that for a second if you want, and then I can walk you through the next step of the-, of the and, and that's Launchpad. That's specifically Launchpad. It, does it right. cost anything? Yeah, great question. Yeah, great question. Launchpad is part of an organization called the SBDC, Small Business Development Center. And so not to get too deep in the weeds here, but the state of California and the federal government have funded the SBDC here in California. And we have a network called the Orange County Inland Empire Network. In that network, there are eight centers. Launchpad is one center. We focus predominantly on technology and, and we have 140 consultants who are paid through those grants from the state and federal government. So the taxpayers have already paid for this. So if you're an entrepreneur, it's always no charge, always free. Okay. And, so, and could the, can the person, if, if you're uh, a company wanting support by one of the uh, SBDCs, um, just quickly tell me about the characteristics or the expertise of these 140 consultants. Do the people yeah. have a choice? Do they have no choice? Um, and, and are these experienced people, academics, people who have done it before? Who are they? Yeah, well, let me start by saying it's collaborative. Uh, while one-on-one while -on -one consulting is kind of the primary uh, engagement, 
you have access to a much larger network of folks. And so what happens is you get a primary consultant assigned to you and their job is to engage with the rest of the network to make sure that we're bringing domain expertise. And you know, the truth is you can't really help an entrepreneur if you don't understand their industry. You can help at a high level, but to take a deep dive into a company and really help them move forward, you need to understand the vocabulary of that industry, particularly in technology. Because if you're in medical device, for example, you can't just take a, a CPA who can bring a lot of value, I think, to startups. But if they don't know the medical device industry, there's going to be a misalignment. And so a primary consultant will help bring those resources to get you the right help that you need. And, and I will say, as an entrepreneur, I have worked with Kevin Nicosanti. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Yeah. Great guy. Love Kevin. Give him a shout out for me and Laura Beacon wonderful folks there at uh the launch pad so okay so now we understand that's where uh and Austin, i just want to let you know kevin told me that you owe him like a dollar 25 and the juice has been running for a while so just <laughs> letting you know he did give me that pack of gum yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah but he he specifically he came from the right industry and helped a lot um so now entrepreneur let's say get started with launch pad they, they work on the go-to-market, the business model, et cetera. What's yeah. next in the Octane life cycle? Yeah, and this is where it gets really interesting. And I think we, we start to differentiate ourselves from other accelerators and, and incubators that are out there. And that is we end our journey at Launchpad. The crescendo is a what we call a panel presentation. So we bring in industry and we bring in investors to basically listen to the investor presentation or the commercialization story. And then they rate them using a proprietary software that we built over the last about 12 years. And so what happens is we get these ratings and then an analytic report is produced. It's the wisdom of the crowd. You know, and look, as an entrepreneur and you're working on your project, you get real close and, and you miss things. You have blind spots. And as a consultant, when you start to work with these companies, you get real close and you get blind spots because you fall in love with these entrepreneurs and their stories and you miss things. If, if Costin, if you or David had walked into my business when I was an entrepreneur, and I think I'm a pretty good entrepreneur, you'd have taken me out back and slapped me around and said, what is wrong with you? You're missing so many opportunities because I'm so close. I miss, I, I just don't see the blind spots. Yeah. And so we do this panel presentation and you get these, these first time fresh eyes but domain experts looking at your space, looking at your story, and what they give you is the perception from their view of how likely it is that you will raise capital and the perception of how likely it is that you will commercialize based on their world and their experience. So, so let me ask you a question. Relate, I want to go back to capital markets because that's the group that you represent. Yeah. How does the panel relate to capital markets. But even before that, what is the goal of capital markets and how do you work with people like, for example, Tech Coast Angels or uh, a venture capital arm or even the Toronto Stock Exchange? Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's a great question. And so let me start there and then we'll connect the dots. Okay. The, the, I, you know, my job is I, I sort of oversee this junction between the entrepreneur and the investment community or the ecosystem here. So what our specific role is, we cannot control who's writing checks. But what we can do is we can help these companies get prepared to go raise capital. And then with, with helps of organizations like TCA, and you guys have been really amazing, truly as collaborators in helping to identify the companies 
that might be good candidates to go to your organization, which makes us better as we screen and evaluate, hey, here's where you should go. But our job is to put them in what we call relevant rooms. Relevant is deployable capital and they know your domain and they know the space that you're in. And so we'll connect the dots, get the entrepreneurs aligned to the correct capital. And, and that sentence that I just said, the alignment of the entrepreneur and the investment capital, there's a whole lot to unpack there because it tells a story of really what we see is kind of the, and I don't want to say failure, but the challenges that entrepreneurs have of raising capital, it's very misaligned oftentimes. It's a shotgun approach. So our job is to get those companies ready and then make those introductions and get them in those rooms as often as we can. Okay. So it, it, what you just said there, where you're connecting the entrepreneurs to capital, that is specifically Octane Capital Markets? Is that that is, that is exactly what we do. And, and the way that we do that uh, to kind of expand Octane and get a bigger vision of what we do, Octane on the nonprofit side, we run five what we call signature events a year. They're in aesthetics, they're in ophthalmology, uh, technology, which would be like your SaaS, your FinTech, your AI, your mobile apps, things like that, um, cardiovascular, and then a general medical innovation forum, and that's medical device and life science. Those five events on average, and by the way, today I'm sitting in Newport Beach at Balboa Bay Club. We are hosting the ophthalmology conference, and we have 550 folks from the ophthalmology industry here taking a look at 11 companies that have come through to help them get showcased. So our, our vehicle for making those connections is it's really about showcasing those companies, giving them opportunities to get on big stages in front of relevant audiences so that, and by the way, TCA is here so that they can connect with those companies in a really very nice and professional, um, but, but obviously very aligned format. So that's, that's what we do. And let me so, say thanks for joining us today. You know, taking a minute out of your busy schedule. Really appreciate that. No worries. David? Yeah. So, so here's a question for you. When you, you mentioned all these different signature events and I participated in a few as a, as a panelist and as a speaker, I, I think they're wonderful, but it also tells me that you're more into the medical medical device than in technology, or am I just mistaken? No, I think if you did a if you did a cross section on all the companies that we see, and I'll I'll give you some numbers here in just a second, but roughly about 60%, 65% of the companies that come through our ecosystem are in fact, yes, they're in the health, what we call health tech space. And there's a lot to unpack there, but you know, medical device, life science, and then obviously cardiovascular aesthetics and ophthalmology, but we call it health tech. Uh, so that's about 60, 65% of the companies that we see, and then the rest fall in high tech or climate tech. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, we do some funding and that, that is true. We're a GP in a fund called Visionary Ventures. It's a local fund. We're on our second fund. We're just about fully deployed on it. It's a $140 million fund that focuses specifically on ophthalmology and aesthetics. And we have a second fund that is a climate fund or a clean tech fund. And we have a that's a $50 million fund. And so we're, we're helping to support the, the green tech or the green energy um, sort of wave that's, that's happening right now. Good. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm the guy on this podcast where I try to just pull it all together. You know, there's a yeah. lot of talking and a lot of questions. So I'm trying to make sense of where we are right now from the perspective of an entrepreneur trying to approach your organization. And so we've got Launchpad. We've got Octane Capital Markets, which sounds like comes after a successful Launchpad 
engagement, right? Yeah. So we got capital markets that then facilitates introductions to uh, investors and, and funding sources. And then you have these events that further help uh, entrepreneurs kind of publicize their companies and, and get exactly. the word out, word, word out right? Um, so give, give me a little bit about the timeline here. So entrepreneur hears about Launchpad, sees this podcast, they're like, that Mike Hill seems like a cool guy. I'm going to apply. Give it to us in a sense of a timeline. If they were successful, if they're printing money, uh, you know, what's what's the timeline with Octane for their engagement? Yeah, well, if they're printing money um, Thursday, they can be engaged. I mean, if they're that <laughs> successful, uh, you know, the, the truth is that we meet companies wherever they are in their journey. Uh, we are here to support startups. And so we try not to judge the concepts. We try not to judge. Um, we let you do that. We let the investors do that. Our job isn't to judge it. You guys remember Pet Rock, right? I mean, the Pet Rock, I think they made like $40 million. Painting I have one of them. I still do. I mean, yeah. So, so Pet Rock, it's a well, it's a great story of let, let's let's not try to judge the entrepreneur. Let's understand their story and help them build the right story so that it's an investable business model. But anyway, um, so so companies that come to us can be in that I would say early to mid stage seed round, and that's where Launchpad will engage. They'll take them. Every company's a little different cost in. It could take, you know, a couple of weeks and they're they are really ready to roll or it could be months before they they move forward. And then but then they go through this panel process. They walk through the you know, are, are we get engagement. They walk through this process and then they go to the panel. They score well at panel and then Octane gets very interested in supporting them, putting them up on our big stages. We try to use we try to get the companies that have scored the best. And by the way, that doesn't mean it's always a no. It just means if we're missing something. And the, and the crowd decided that, hey, you, you've got some gaps right now in your model. Go back to Launchpad and we'll work on that and we'll get that fixed. So when they're ready, we'll take those companies, we'll showcase them as best we're able. We'll make as many introductions as we can. That's when they're engaged with, with Octane Cap and Growth. What we like to see specifically are companies that are in that bridging to A, A round, bridging to B. And, and it really isn't about having a prototype. It's not about... Um, how much revenue have you generated? Because we, we see so many medical companies, they could be four to seven years from um, commercialization. So it could take a while. Uh, it's just, you know, how are you being perceived? How well is your model? How good is your team? What is your go-to-market strategy? Are your financial projections, are they delusional based on a, just this idea of some hope? Maybe I can get 3% of a market? Or do you actually have a strategy that, that you've built out? If the, if the story's tight, the technology is novel, and the entrepreneur is coachable, then we're going to bring them in and, and try to help and support them. Okay. So, so Launchpad is a variable period of time, depending on how long it takes to get to the good scores from the panel. Yeah. And and then you bring them in into the Octane Capital Markets and into the, almost sounds like a road show through your events. And then you help, and for a company that you've seen have great success and great scores, how long does it take to get funded? Yeah, great question. So that's about due diligence. Oftentimes, you know, we make the introductions once they engage in due diligence. You know, how how quick is the due diligence process from the investor perspective? And that's about resourcing and sure. being able to get in and spend that time. And also, how well is the deal room? How well is the data room? Is it well prepared? Is everything in there? So we try to help. I would say on average, it's a three 
to seven month time period. It can happen faster and sometimes it could yeah. be longer. Um, and I'll just give you maybe a couple of quick examples of some companies that we've worked with, if that's okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Please. Tell us a success story of a, and take us through one of the companies. If you can name them, great. If not, just uh, you know, close them. Uh, I'll name a couple, and then one I'll, I won't name just because I didn't ask for for permission with them. And, and generally, we can't talk about companies unless they give us permission. But we have some media releases on a couple. I'll tell you about one called Telesair. So this was a a company that that basically is a it's a has a like a mini generator to produce oxygen, medical grade oxygen. They raised $23 million. So we worked with them from, from a very early point where their story was, 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 was just not connecting with investors. So we helped iterate that story and, and create that new story. We, we worked on their go-to-market strategy, their hospital economic model, the reimbursement strategy, their team hiring and headcount forecasting and how they would hire and where that money went. Ultimately, they ended, this was in 2022, by the way, they, they raised $23 million. It was a great success for Launchpad and Octane. We're very happy about that. Um, let me give you an, uh, one that, that's really interesting. I'm gonna give you a, a, a big one here and then I'll talk about a small one. Um, this company is called Cloud Therapeutics. They've been around the Orange County ecosystem for a while, I think four years. And we worked with them from the very, very beginning, like all the way back to the very beginning. Um, showcased them multiple times. They ended up raising, in fact, last year, they closed a $100 million round. And you know, with these companies, when they're raising money, what that means is a lot of high paying jobs that are staying in this region, which is part of, it's, it's, it's the key driver behind Octane's founding mission was to create high paying jobs here in Orange County. So there's a couple of examples, I could throw a couple more out there, but it's really about working with companies where they are and it, however long it takes, we don't, you know, we're here the whole time. Launchpad does it because it's taxpayer funded. So we keep working with them. As long as the entrepreneurs stay on that journey, we'll be there to help them. Let, let me ask a question. When you look at all the companies that you've gone through, what are the common elements of success? The ones that have gone through could be from Launchpad. They could go directly into, um, you know, capital markets. What are the yeah. two or three or four characteristics of those kinds of companies that may be good prescriptions for some of the new companies coming into Octane or into the startup ecosystem? Yeah, let me, I'll answer that very directly. So to me, the first thing is the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur um, has to be a part of their own solution. And what, what I mean by that is you're going to get a lot of data points when you're out there pitching. You're going to get a data point from our team. You're going to get a data point from the Tech Coast Angels. You're going to get a data point from Pasadena Angels or any one of the partners that are out there. And so all of these folks come and they give you suggestions and ideas and you ought to do this and you ought to do that. In fact, if you talk to 100 different data points, you get 100 different ideas. But, but a, a strong CEO doesn't get defensive on criticism but they, they synthesize all these data points really well and hone their story and hone their strategy. So I think the first thing, David, I would start with, it's the entrepreneur, their, their flexibility, not being thin skinned, don't take things personally. So that would be the first thing. I like how you said, I like how you said data points and we all know everyone's got a data point and there may be a different word that uh, that, that is the data point word there as far as 
I think my joke fell flat, but yeah, you, you, you're, you're yeah. asking. Well, family <laughs> show. It's a family yeah. show, right? As it's a family say, show. Yeah. Yeah. Job. Yeah. Keep your day job. I know. So, I know. So let's go back down. Okay. That's one. So entrepreneurship, uh, you know, the, the entrepreneur, and we see the same thing in TCA. That's the number one criteria. What are the, what are another couple of criteria that are, that uh, these companies have that give a, uh, that are a good starting point for success. And then how does that relate yeah, to a thing called Haystacks? I'm sorry? How does that relate to a thing called Haystacks that you guys have? Yeah. So if you, if you look at Haystacks, Haystacks evaluates companies on 40 different attributes. And they wouldn't be, none of them will be a surprise to anybody who's out there pitching and, and having these conversations where they're seeking capital. And if you categorize, if you broke them into categories, you have things like the strength of the management team, the size of the market opportunity. You know, there's there, there's a handful of IP strategy. You know, can, is, is this a defendable business model? What's a competitive landscape look like? Um, but but so so Haystacks has these attributes. We coach to those attributes because we know we're going to be measuring against those. And we also know that's where all the objections come from or a lot of the questions come from. They really want to take a deep dive. And when I say they, investors want to take a deep dive into these core attributes to understand, does this company have the expertise, the experience, the, the novelty, the, you know, the IP, the, will they be first to market? Will they win in their space? So we coach to that and we tell that story. That's what we focus on because those tend to be the questions that we get. My, my answer to you about what is the next biggest thing or that I see that, that causes an entrepreneur to sort of separate themselves from the pack yeah. to gain more traction and interest, um, I would say it's it's a couple things. First, domain expertise. It's it's really helpful if you're building a business in a world that you know intimately, so that you're not leaning on your investors or your advisors for relationships, but that you've sold into this market before, that you've had success into that market before. So I would say, you know, flexibility on the on the you know, the the um, personality of the entrepreneur, um, open to new ideas but very strong domain expertise. I would say that's critically important. So two of the biggest things that we would see relate to the individual, to the, to the leadership of the organization. Then it goes to um, really your financial modeling and how do you, do you have a sense of reality of what this market really looks like? And sophisticated investors who have looked at thousands of deals and invested in dozens of deals, they know the economics, the, the, the typical economics of how a company is going to go to market, generate sales and grow and build their business. Um, they all kind of fall into a standard deviation. If you say you're going to be at $500 million in sales in 24 months, you, you've, you've really put yourself at a, at a big disadvantage from trying to convey um, confidence to the investors because it just doesn't happen. It's very, in fact, it may never happen. It's really, really hard. But if you have a sense of reality, you can win there. And so I think that's probably the second thing is, is it's the financial um, realities, truly understand the economics of their business. Yeah. So it, it really comes down, it really comes down to the entrepreneur, their experience in the space that they're going to attack and using that experience to be able to create a credible business model and forecast for the business. Um, so with that, that, that's been extremely helpful, Mike. And as we come to the end of our show, I really want to make sure that we leave the listener, the watcher with information about how do they get in contact with Octane? 
what's the best way to approach your organization? Absolutely. Thank you for that. You can just go to octaneoc.org and right on our website, there is a pull down menu where you can apply to Launchpad and you can connect with the capital team if you're more of an advanced startup. And if I can leave it with just two things for the entrepreneur, that's the side of the table that we sit on. And, and obviously we bridge the gap, but we really are advocates for the startup ecosystem. And I would just say to the entrepreneurs that, that listen to your show, man, don't give up. It, what you have is super important and, and, the, and the world needs your innovation. Don't give up. There's a lot of resources out there. You just have to get access to them. And there's a ton of people here locally that are trying to support. Keep trying to find those connections. We're here to help. I love that. Thank you, Mike Hill. Um, entrepreneurs need to hear more and more of that. So thank you for that message. Um, so this has been episode five of the TCA Crossroads podcast. Once again, Mike Hill from Octane uh, Capital Markets, managing director there. If you're thinking about just cold applying through their website, I wouldn't just cold apply. I would maybe hit him up on LinkedIn first, try to build a little bit of a relationship, go to an event. Uh, don't just be somebody that comes out of the internet shadows. Uh, so that's just my little takeaway on that. And then, of course, as always, David Friedman, thank you so much for uh, the great questions. I'm Kostin Tukulescu. Thank you for watching our TCA Crossroads podcast. Take care. See you next time. See you. Thank you.